Hey, thanks for coming to episode two of What's Under Your Apron. Well, maybe episode one. I'm not. I named the last episode Double Zero because I don't fucking know why. I thought it was a stupid joke. Um, but anyways, welcome to the second episode of What's Under Your Apron. This is where me, Logan Pankers, talks to my friends in the food and beverage industry here in Las Vegas. Um, this episode, I sat down and talked to my friend Joanna. She has worked with me in two separate locations. She's a good friend of mine. I think she's a funny individual. Uh, she came over, reported the podcast. This one went a little longer than my first one. I'm trying to aim to do half hour to an hour episodes. But at the same time, you know, whatever. I'm not going to, like, kill the role if it's going. Uh, still getting a little bit better with the garage band stuff and figuring out how everything's going to work and how I can edit everything. Uh, I s still am working on the mobile, so there's a few times in this episode where it's going to cut out and I had to restart GarageBand to record another file. I'm looking for a way to get past that, but unfortunately I haven't figured it out yet. So anyways, thank you for checking this out again. I hope you enjoy my conversation with my friend Joanna. to ask you about that? Yeah, I don't care. It's pretty chill. Yeah. Do you feel like you're still learning something? No, definitely. I think I'm learning a lot, but um, I definitely miss cooking a lot. Yeah. Like, I think it was, like, more fun. I felt like I was, like, more part of the restaurant, you know? But, like, yeah. I'm also trying to, like, pound out my bachelor's degree. Because mm -hmm. I'll graduate in March. Or not March, uh, December. Okay, that's pretty cool. Finally. Yeah, right? But so, like, I'm taking 15 credits, and I kind of need something that, like, I'm making okay money and not, like, working. Like, a lot of hours. Yeah, like, yeah. 50 hours a week is, like, way too much. So, it's pretty chill. Do you think that you're well back to cooking after you finish with your degree? I honestly don't know. Because I've kind of thought about, like, different avenues and things to do. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think the pipe dream is eventually, like, have a restaurant group or something. And I'm like, maybe I should go get, like, some management experience and shit. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah. So, do you feel like you, you have more time to, like, do cooking as, like, a hobby? Or are you just kind of, like, it's just kind of, like, one thing you kind of, like, put in the back burner for now in general? No, I mean, I still, like, really like cooking and read the books and watch the shows and, like, go on Yelp and look up random restaurants in, like, different cities and shit. Uh -huh. But, yeah, I mean, it just kind of sucks. Like, obviously, I still cook a lot. It's, like, goofy, though, too, because then, like, I'll make something at home, and I'll feel like I'll have to, like, work harder. <laughs> like, I'll be like, oh, like, no, I gotta cut the chives nice. Like, <laughs> I bought another cutting board, because I was like, the one I have just isn't working. <laughs> it's not good. I can't do napkins on it. Yeah. So, kind of. So, now I was talking to Sean yesterday, and I was telling him, like, how, how we worked at Bazaar together. Yeah. And how we sort with Wes, and how... He can be really intense, and like how one of like my art, your favorite insults was like the shrapnel, like about your knife guns. Yeah, <laughs> it's all like, it's like I'll take it. That's a fair insult, you know, like shitty <laughs> knife guns. He'd be a cool person to have on the podcast. Yeah, I feel like you would talk a lot about himself though. That's probably good though. I think that's yeah. What I want, so. that's the point. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Me too. 
I had nine listeners on my last episode. Nice. <laughs> One of them was my mom. Oh, how cute. <laughs> Go, mom. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Do you want to do you get into the nitty gritty questions? Yeah, we can do that and I guess see how it goes. All right. Go with the flow. What made you want to start working in restaurants? Uh, and I mean, there's like two sides to it. Like the, the honesty side was like, I didn't want to go to school. Like I didn't want to get like a career, like a job. Like I didn't want to go. Okay. I didn't want to like go to school for years and just get like a regular, like dumb job, office yeah. job. But at the same time, the other reason was like, I, I found myself really liking, I really like baking a lot. Like, I mean, like as a girl, you're like, ah, oh, cookies and cupcakes, you know? Uh-huh. And like, that was always fun for me. So I, I did that not as a girl does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can really, <laughs> so like, I uh, I would do that and I was like this kind of, like I don't I was like in school one day and like there was like a like a presentation for a college and it was Johnson and Wales and they were talking about their culinary program and um, I was like listening to them and I'm like wow they make being a chef sounds so cool I didn't know you could do like a career for it you know yeah and then like I sat there and I was like dude I'd be really good at this so like I told my mom like mom I'm gonna go to culinary school and she's like what and my dad's like don't be dumb, like, because they're from Mexico, and then he's like, he's like, I came here for you to have a career and a job, like, don't be a cook, because he used to work in, like, a restaurant, he's like, he knows what they get paid, he knows how they work, he's like, I want you to use your head, not your body, like, to work, and I was like, but dad, you don't understand, I don't want to go to school, I don't want to use my head, and so, <laughs> little did I know that you have to use everything in, in cooking, yeah. your head and your freaking body, <laughs> like, but anyways, I was, like, really stubborn about it. And I just didn't want to go to school. And, like, what I wanted to do was, like, work with, like, wild animals and, like, help tigers, you know, like, go back into the wild. Like, a kid. Sick. Yeah, that was cool, you know, like, freaking crocodile hunters, like, niece or something, but... And now you just want to eat them. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I just fry them. <laughs> That's terrible. Dude, I have listeners from PETA. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I eat less meat and I don't drink dairy anymore, if that counts. Dude, I can't really drink dairy either. I think it tears me up. Yeah, right? I don't know what it is. I used. To, I think I got lactose intolerant. I think I made myself lactose intolerant because I was like, I'm going to stop eating cheese. It's bad for you just because it's like fatty. And then I stopped eating like drinking milk because that's like, oh, it turns out it's not that good for you. And I'm like, okay. So I started, I stopped. And then like when I started trying to drink like dairy and eat it again, it was just like not the same anymore. Really? Yeah. Ice cream doesn't count. I think it just like mentally like filtered out the Really? Pain. No, because I feel like ice cream fucks me up. Really? Like if I eat like cheese, I'm like, okay. Like obviously not a ton, mm-hmm. but like if I have a milkshake or like I eat like ice cream, like I get, my stomach hurts. If I drink milk, if I have milk with my coffee or if I eat cheese, I'm like fucked up. Oh, really? I can do like cream and coffee, but like, yeah, dude. I never like really drink milk as a kid though either. Mm. I didn't really like it. Yeah, maybe scientists were right. <laughs> Those fuckers. <laughs> but why? Dude, so how do your parents feel about you being a chef now? Uh, it's really that funny. Shot? I think like, I think they're like, they're proud of me. Like, my, my mom's just like, my mom's just in general like, She's biased, so she's always gonna be proud of me. But my dad's like really hardcore sometimes, and he's very traditional. But like, I think like seeing how far my career's taken me, like where like I'm able to sustain myself and have my own my own job, my own you know place to live, my own car. Like I think he's like he's like okay, like I mean, it wasn't like ideal for me, but he's like I and I think he thinks like I'm a badass for like being in the kitchen, you know, and like oh, yeah. making like making it work for myself. So he's proud of me. 
And then they like when I cook for them sometimes too. So. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. I think they like, they feel like it was worth it after all. That's right. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, sometimes I look back and I'm like, should I have done it? And then I'm like, I don't know if I would have done anything else, you know? Like, like, yeah. like being here now, I'm like, um... I feel like there's so much like that I can still do with my my like my career choice or like cooking like it's not very limited. Yeah. I don't feel limited and I, and I don't feel like, like you know it's, it's this is it like I'm 26 and like you know I feel like there's still a lot I can do but, sometimes I feel like, you know when you like do something for a long time because I've been doing it since I was right out of high school and I was like I think 17 when I got out of high school so I think I started culinary school at like, 17 18 and I just never left the career since then and I'm 26 now so it's been a while but. Like, now I find myself, like, thinking, do I want to keep doing it, or do I want, like, something else? And I have, like, more hobbies now, because, like, now that I don't work, like, crazy hours, like we did when we were at Carbone, like, I'm enjoying my time with having, like, having, like, a life, like, a social life, having, like, like a significant other to look, to hang out with, and just, like, having time to, like, work out and do, like, random things. Whoa, time sounds sick. Time does. I know. Because, like, you, people, like, I feel like cooks sometimes, like, they love the idea of, like, being in the kitchen, like, 12, 16 hours, and they take pride in that. And I don't want to take that from them, but I feel like if you only knew the other side of, like, working, like, eight-hour oh, shifts, totally. you know, and occasional OT, like, from, like, holidays, it's not that bad. No. And then you, like, find a do stuff. You find time to, like, do stuff that you like. And then you start to think maybe cooking's not all that great. <laughs> yeah. Lately, I just feel like working nights every day really fucking sucks. Yeah. And just like, I have like two days off a week, and it's like, so that's like two nights off. I can hang out with people that I know that are on regular schedules, which is like all my family. <laughs> so it's like, I really have two days where I'm like, oh yeah, um, I guess I can, you know, hang out with Lauren. Or like, oh, my friend's in town. I hope it lands on one of my days off. Like, yeah, not be screwed. Saying like my family since they're in California, they have like regular schedules like Monday through Friday, like nine to five kind of jobs. And even my best friend, like she just she's she's uh, just finished her master, so she's um, doing her credits for a, to be a psychologist. And it's like her schedule is stupid too, because it's like she goes in at nine and gets out at five. And and it's like whenever we want to hang out, she's like, oh yeah, I'll be free like Saturday and like Friday night because I work Friday morning. I'm like. That's great, but I'm not free because I'm half, like, Wednesday, Thursday. And I can never get the weekend off because it's the weekend and you have to work. And also we're understaffed per huge, so I have to work by myself. <laughs> yeah. Just need to do brunch. Yeah. But then you can't, like, really drink. Dude, hell no. Do you like champagne, mimosas? But before work? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> cut scene. Okay. Ah, oh, dude, I can't like really drink before I go to work. Oh yeah, but you don't drink at work since you're like tasting stuff. No, I still have to. Um, well, I don't have to, but like I don't know. There's like cool stuff that opens, and I get to try it, which is like probably the coolest part of like working with the wine team and stuff. Yeah. Uh. But no, I was just gonna say like, you know those days like where you have gone to like brunch and then you go to work after and you've had like two or three mimosas and you're just like, oh, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, life oh is so gosh, good. <laughs> I was totally gonna take a nap. <laughs> I, I, yeah, uh, I'm like, after that, like you're like, you're on a high and then you get to the, to work and you're like, mm, what am I doing with my life? Like, why am I still here? Like, I should just uh, yeah. be like a server and like have three days off or four days off and make twice as much. Yeah, 
I don't think they make twice as much, though, when they're on the strip. Yeah. Because, like, for school, I had to read all these papers that were about, like, a, like a server and, like, restaurant, like, industry people uh, in, like, other parts of the U.S. Yeah. Where they just, like, it's, like, the shittiest job. Where yeah. Where there's, like, servers and they pay them, like, $2 an hour because they make it up in tips. But they're, like, in the Midwest, so people tip them, like, $2. <laughs> yeah. For everything turned. It's, like, uh. That's how I picture it when you watch, like, movies and, like, the, like, the single mom with, like, a waitress with, like, three different jobs because... Yeah. It's not enough. <laughs> she moved to Vegas, dude. I know. What's she doing? <laughs> She's going to be a strip brand waitress. She's going to be rich. This restaurant's closed at like 10. <laughs> strip close open at the Yeah, exactly. You still get like five hours of sleep. You're good, girl. <laughs> Shout out to all the stripper moms. <laughs> Making it work. And to work, okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, you... <laughs> So what's been your favorite type of food to cook in a restaurant to work in? Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> I feel... That's hard because, like, I mean, I've done quite a different, like... It's, like, it's different, but I think, like, my favorite two were, like, Italian and, and Spanish. And I wouldn't say because, like, working in those restaurants was, like, the best, but it was, like, the food itself was, like, pretty, like, pretty, like straightforward very like it's very like a right i would say it's cultural but like in a sense like you you like you can you can taste like the i guess it sounds like really artsy but you can taste like the people like the history you know like i feel like because like and same with like mexican food i feel like <clears throat> um you make it you can really like taste like the like what it's gone through to get to where it is you know oh totally um so i i, I really enjoy spanish food because you can like, you know, Spanish people are very, like, fun and crazy, and, like, you can taste that in their food, you know? And same with, like, Italians are very, like, family and homey and, like, very straightforward, and, like, that's, t you taste in their food, so I feel like um, that's something I can taste when I when I make it, and uh, <clears throat> I think, I think I just feel like Italian's so fun to do because it's, like, really versatile, like, you can make it authentic or you can make it, like, your own, and I just like pasta, to be honest. Really? Pasta's really fun. Dude, I, I like Italian food. Like, definitely more so now than before. Yeah. But, like, I feel like it just didn't really, like, excite me as much. Because, like, I don't know, my parents are all white. So yeah. it's, like, <laughs> we have lasagna and, like, spaghetti all the time. Yeah. But it's, like, I don't know. It just was never something that I was, like, yeah, I want to go out and eat pasta. Right. No, but yeah. But then, like, more now that I'm an adult and I, like, want to go to, like, a fine dining restaurant or something when I'm out, I'm more apt to go to, like, Italian, Italian food. Yeah. I mean, if we're doing, like, favorites in general, like, it's Mexican food, like, all the way, like, really? I get excited when I make, like, food from my, from, from, like, my family or whatever, just because it's, like, I take pride in, like, doing it good and, like, doing it right, like, the way they do it. Oh, totally. Yeah, but, like, if I'm doing, like, other, like, outside of, like, my house, I think Italian's fun. Because I feel like that's, like, why I like Asian food so much, though, is I'm, like, that was, like, my adventurism, because mm -hmm. my parents, you know, like... We're just white, and we lived in Las Vegas, so it's not like we have, like, this crazy amount of, like, culture and shit. So it was like, we didn't eat, like, anything really extravagant or stuff. But, like, that's why I think I really like Asian food, because I'm like, yeah, this is, like, different and cool and, like, It's, it's really complex, too, in its own way. Yeah. So, I could see that. That makes sense. I think I like that. I like, I feel like you say you like Asian because it's, like, different and complex, and I like Italian because it's, like easy and approachable. No, I totally get that too though. 
But, like, even, like, that's what I feel like I've kind of found out with, like, Japanese food, though, is it's actually, like, not that complicated. Yeah. Like, it's actually, like, fairly Simple. easy. Yeah. But, like, you just, just, like, skill level behind it, I think. Yeah. That's but. what I figured. Yeah. I like Mexican food, though, too. I think tacos are my favorite food. Tacos? Yeah. It's the perfect vessel. Dude. <laughs> oh my god, so yesterday, side story, <laughs> I have like friends from this like breeding group I have, and they're like, they're really great girls, they're really funny and sweet, but like it's, it's like, you know like when you don't really know much about food, then you, and they're also like really picky eaters. Oh my god, it's time for me to wake up. <laughs> Thank god. <laughs> oh my god, where am I the dream? <laughs> no, but... So they're like kind of picky eaters, like, and by picky I just mean like, they don't have like the most um, experienced palate, I guess, you know? So they're yeah. like, they're very like, they like to keep, like keep it closed, like, or whatever, in their terms of tasting things. So anyway, so like, we decided to go to like Cafe Zupa's, but the funny part is like, we all like live in different parts, so we all met like there, like I had to drive like 30, 45 minutes to get there, and um, <clears throat> I'm like starving by the time I get there. And then, like, I guess one of the girls was like, oh, we should just go somewhere else, somewhere cool. We're in this area, like, you know, I drove all this way, and I was like, oh, man, this is gonna, I know this is going to be so bad right now. Because so she's like, yeah, like, like, let's try something else. So we're, like, looking, and then, like, I'm like, oh, well, there's Korean barbecue nearby. And she's like, yeah, let's go there. I love Korean barbecue. And then my, one of my other friends, she's like, uh, no, I don't think so. She's, she doesn't like, she's never had Korean barbecue, but she doesn't think she's going to like it. So she's coming, she's not going to like it. And they're like, you're going to love it. It's so good. And then I was like, uh, what about sushi? Let's do sushi. So she's like, uh. So the little girl that wanted Korean was like, no, I kind of want a Korean, but I guess we can do sushi. So then we're looking for a sushi place. And then she's like, but are you sure you don't want Korean? It's really cool. And at this point, I'm like, dude, like, just pick something and then die. I'm hungry. And like, I'm cool with just staying here at Cafe Zupa's chain, if anything. But <laughs> like, I don't want to eat. No, I feel that struggle. <clears throat> so then wait, even gets better, gets better. So we're like, all right, it's like 10 minutes away. She's like, we already drove a lot, but we don't want to keep driving. But just, we're going to carpool. No, we're not going to carpool, but it's okay. We'll just go. I'm like, I don't care what we do. I have to be somewhere at 10 o'clock, so let's just go. So then we, we get there, we drive. I'm like the first one there. And I drive up to it, and it's like closed. <laughs> The sushi place is closed, the one that we all decided to eat at, finally. So I'm like, oh dear god, please, no. So I'm on my phone, like, yelping things, and it's like, I'm the, and we're like in the ghetto, like, middle of nowhere, so there's like nothing around, it's like a Taco Bell or something. <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm not gonna drive like another 10 minutes to find something else. And I'm not in the mood to like, make my own Korean barbecue at this point, because I'm just hungry. So like, I see this place, and it's like Chicago-style taco shop, and I'm like, alright, the tacos look good, let's just go there. So they're like, where do you want to go? And, and like at one point, the one that wanted Korean, she was just like, just pick, I don't care, just pick. You know, like, like really like bitter about the whole situation. So I'm like, it's really close, it's like, it's like around the corner. So we get there, right? Like we're driving up and I'm like, all I see is like this like really like divey, grungy bar that says bar. And there's like a, like a night, like a dusty night outside. And then there's like a gas station. And then like, there's like the gas station sign and then like next to it says like in little small words, like Chicago style taco shop. And I'm like, oh God, it's inside of a gas station. Oh yeah. So it's was like, it good? You know what? It wasn't that bad. The top, I like the tortillas they had. It's kind of like a Roberto's, but like, it was like random. It was yeah. good. I didn't have no complaints. I feel like, dude, a similar story. Like I was in class the other day. I went to In and Out like before class, uh, 
I was getting in class and I started like ranting about in and out and I was just like, man, I hate all these bougie bitches that get in line in front of me and they're like, can I have cheese fries with chopped up chilies on it and can you grill my tomato? And then I hate like, I'm like, it's fucking in and out burger. There's three options on the menu. You shouldn't like have these many choices, you fucking assholes. And it's like... Who gave uh, him the secrets to an in-and-out ordering yeah, dude, booklet? What the fuck was that about? <laughs> and then, like, I was ranting about it, and, like, one of the girls there, the, this girl that sits in front of me is like, no, nah, I'm one of those people. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, really? And she's like, well, I can't eat tomatoes, so I asked for no tomatoes. And I was like, all right, that's not that bad. And then she's like, and I have to have grilled onions because I can't eat raw onion. And I was like... All right, that's still not not that bad. And then she's like, and then I always tell them, don't salt the fries. I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, because like, I worked at Raisin Cane's, and there's how much salt you're supposed to put on the fries, and they always oversalt them. And so I'm just like, you just have this perception that like every like restaurant you go into, they're just like gonna put way too many like salt. salt. And then I'm also just like, I don't know, regular fries. That's all. <laughs> that sounds shitty. It tastes fine anyway. But then like other people are like jumping in. They're like, yeah, no man, I don't eat salt. It gives me kidney stones. I was like, what? The <laughs> I was like, I hate all you people. I'm just gonna stop talking now. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure the most salt you eat is fine. Yeah. You're not gonna die. Oh man. Lack of lack of knowledge means ignorance. Dude, right? And I guess every aspect. Ooh, I wonder how ignorant I am. I don't <laughs> so know. I go to school. What do I get ignorant about? <laughs> I'm so ignorant about like cultures. <laughs> I don't even know where countries are. But I know how to make their food. <laughs> I know where the important ones are. <laughs> We're not gonna quiz which ones are the important ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fail. Uh, yeah. Spring Mountain's that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I get lost going home every day. <laughs> Yikes. I'm like, hey, Laura, can you pick me up? <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. God damn it, I gotta get an Uber again. <laughs> Speaking about like uh, hobbies or time for anything, like lately I'm like, I'm like, do I want like another job that pays similar so I can have but like less hours so I can do my hobbies and just be like happy, like, wake up, have some coffee, lounge around the house, hang out with my future dog. <laughs> That's Hell yeah. Not so loud and obnoxious. And then like, you know, make a podcast. Dude, yeah. <laughs> What are your hobbies you're into right now? Right now, <clears throat> I started like cooking more at home, which was like funny because I never cook. But um, so like cooking is kind of fun at home. I kind of prefer it now, like baking again. And then I like working out. Like I find it like really fun to like work out, especially because I'm like there's like always like a goal, <clears throat> like with like well I'll do CrossFit, but besides besides that like plug it. <laughs> I like the weightlifting aspect because it's like you have to like learn like proper form for the lifts, like powerlifting, and then just the better you get, the heavier you can get, and then just, you know, so that's kind of fun, just kind of like continually like getting stronger, like it's like a goal. I don't think, I don't think I'm gonna do it like professionally, I just don't have the genetics for it or the drive, but, I get just, that. but it's just fun to do it from like for, as a hobby. <clears throat> um, what else? Um, I'm trying to read more, like I, I really want to read, but I feel like I just get lazy and like I'm like oh my god I have so much to do I can't read I don't have time. <laughs> yeah I'm really bad. I always like want to read too because like you know 
like when you read and then go to bed. <laughs> but like I'm always just like doing something or like everything I read is like something about wine or like some like cooking thing that I'm like then it doesn't like feel as relaxing and is like You feel like you actually have to learn. Yeah, or like I'm like it's yeah, it's just not like recreational. Right, yeah. But like I'll buy I read like comic books fairly often. I'll buy like graphic mm -hmm. novels and shit. But I finish those in like an hour. So yeah. it's like the one time like I'll read a month, it's like <laughs> already <laughs> over. There's no secrets to like Black Panther. <laughs> no, I don't really read like superhero comics to be honest. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know, I'm ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no superheroes. <laughs> yeah, more comics? No. <laughs> um <clears throat> What else? I'm trying to learn the guitar for the last 20 years of my life. Oh, hell yeah. So, I, like, I bought it. When did I buy it? I bought it, like, a... I bought a guitar two years ago because it was, like, a midlife crisis. Like, when I was oh, working, yeah. like, 60, 70 hours a week. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this all I'm going to do with my life? So, I'm like, I need a hobby. Like, something to, like, look forward to, you know? So, I bought a guitar and I basically didn't play it at all. <laughs> I just went out drinking. Fuck. I hate that shit, too. Um, dude, fuck this dog. Anyways... <laughs> Do you, so have you like tried playing guitar at all and like doing it? Um, okay, like when I was younger, my dad took me to like guitar. My mom took me actually to guitar lessons, and then I learned like how to strum a guitar. You know how to play some notes. Like I forgot I played like Happy Birthday or something. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> so like recently I had like I got like coffee and I was like so inspired to like do stuff and it was like my day off so I. I like got some like, chords online and I started practicing them and then I was gonna like so I memorized the movements on my fingers because it's like the hardest part for me like the transitioning from two notes yeah but <clears throat> so I learned that part and then I was gonna practice the actual song and put it together but then by that time I was like the coffee had tapped out and I was like alright I'm gonna do something else now <laughs> like, I, I like played it sensor it was literally like that one time <laughs> yeah. it was like that one day you know it was funny like I was like man I'm like a fast learner I'm like really good at this and then like, and then I just gave up and I'm like, dude, I need to go back to my fingers, like memorize it, you know? But I haven't because I'm just like lazy or busy or just in between both. Yeah. I hate that. Can you read like tabs and stuff? Um, I don't think I can read tabs. I like the one with like little like, it's just more like if, if it's like a dot on a string, it shows you like, you know, like where on the guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like the tabs will have like six bars and then it'll put the number of the fret you hold. Oh, yeah, yeah. One. And that's just, like, a really easy way to learn songs. Because yeah. I can't read music, like, at all. Oh, okay. I could at, like, one point, I think, but yeah. definitely not anymore. Yeah, I did. I, well, I learned piano like that, because I did piano, too. Okay. But I just, at the same time, I stopped it. I learned, I was, like, learning how to read notes, and then I stopped. So I don't remember That shit's too hard to remember, too. I don't get how anybody reads music. <laughs> it's also like they go to school for it. I don't know. Yeah, dude. What the hell is that about? <laughs> yeah, give me a tab. <laughs> <laughs> Mary had a little. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm just gonna become a music professor and be like, tabs are the future. That's cool, though. What, what kind of guitar did you buy? Uh, I don't remember anymore. Hold on. Uh, it's an acoustic one, but I'm trying to remember what it is. I don't even know what it is anymore. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure it's like a. A Yamaha or something. I don't know. My first guitar was a Yamaha. I bought it at Costco. Nice. <laughs> With my Christmas money. How cute. I was eight years old. Not eight. I was in eighth grade, though. Oh, okay. So I was like 12. That's pretty I good. I think. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty good, though. I've heard you play. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like there's, like, no actual, like, being good at a guitar. There's just, like, shit you memorized or came up with. 
Yeah. Do you like the songs you really like that you played in high school? What's up? The songs you really like that you played in high school? No. I didn't like play in high school at all. Because I played like I took like guitar class when I was in middle school. Uh-huh. And then they didn't have it when I went to high school, so I didn't play until like I graduated high school and was like in college again. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure we played Ode to Joy at like every concert in middle school. Like, because we never like had a study guitar teacher. So we just like, <laughs> we, we played the same book and we're like a beginner class for three years. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going to learn this new lesson. You're like, I already know this one. Ode to Joy, hell yeah. <laughs> Love this one. <laughs> no, I still have the book. Like, I gave it it's like all pieces. <laughs> It's like shitty, like songs from the sixties. It's all like yellow submarine and stuff like that. <laughs> they interrupted in the books or the teachers. Yeah. Uh, low budget teachers. Dude. Schools. So how's uh CrossFit and exercising? It's good. It's fun. It like sucks sometimes, but it's I don't know. I really like it. It's fun. I didn't realize I like feeling pain so much. I feel like the cool part of CrossFit though is like. They do kind of, like, sell it more as, like, a community and stuff. Yeah. And I think that part's pretty sick. Yeah, I like I like working out with the people there. Like, you, you make friends for sure. I mean, I don't know everyone in the gym that I go to, but, like, everyone's pretty friendly. And, and I, I think I like that, like, they're not, like, judgy, you know? Yeah. Like, when you go to, like, a regular gym, like, people are, like, looking for, like... Like, I feel like when you go to a regular gym, a lot of people always are insecure about, like, being, like, stared at or, like, judged. Or just, like, they like getting hit on, so I don't know, but... As much as I love attention, I don't like that kind of attention, you know? I get that. I started, I've been, like, trying to be good about it, because obviously, like, I'll just turn into a fat ass if I don't exercise <laughs> at this point. So, like, I've been working out at UNLV's gym, and, like, I like it because the gym's super nice, but it's also just, like, yeah, some of these kids that go in there, I just, like, do not get. <laughs> and it's, like, always different, and I'm just, like, yeah... Yeah. There's this kid that just, like, does yoga in the middle of the, like, <laughs> place, like, every day. Like, every time I go in there at, like, 11 o'clock, this motherfucker's, like, in the middle of the room doing yoga. Like, I didn't, I don't get it. This is consistent. <laughs> yeah, he, he's working towards his goals. Um, <clears throat> what do you call it? No, but, like, I, I think it's fun because, like, I'm, like, super lazy. And then yeah. I'm, like, really, I'm easily unmotivated. So... I think, like, I have to go into CrossFit, I have to, like, I have to, like, be motivated every day, you know, it's, like, an intense workout, and it's just, like, fun. Low-key, I'm, like, I'm really competitive, so when I see, like, the scores, I'm, like, all right, I'm gonna beat that girl, yeah, you know, and, like, say. and it's, like, better because of the, like, the, like, the more consistent you are, and, like, the better you get at it, like, it's just, it's, like, rewarding, so it's, like, it's a fucking reward every day, you know? Yeah. So, I like it in that sense. <clears throat> What's, like, I don't know, man, I feel like working in the kitchen and in a restaurant, it's really easy to get fat. So, like, Super. You have to, like, exercise and shit. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, the late night eating and stuff. We see that shit a lot. I'm glad, like, it's kind of like... Yeah, and the late night drinking. Anymore. Yeah, I don't... Like, I just got a boyfriend, so, like, recently, like, I, I'm, like, up late eating more often because we can't really hang out during the day because of our schedules. But even that. then, like, it's, like, not as bad as it used to be. Yeah. No, it's time to wake up again. <laughs> And then they had to be like, okay, we can't hang out because I have to like wake up early. So he's like, all right, I'll try not to hang out with you as much. <clears throat> yeah. No, drinking gets me too. Ah, oh, man. I just love champagne, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The other day I was at, I was like at Trader Joe's and there, it was like Valentine's Day and I got like this 
bottle of like rose. It was like bubbly rose. But uh, it was just like it was just like really cute looking, you know? It was cheap, it was like eight bucks, but no, I think it was like six bucks anyway. I had bought and also bought like a, a bottle of like grapefruit soda because like I know like he likes grapefruit soda. So I got it and we were like drinking the he's like, let's just open the bottle of like rose. But it was like after Valentine's Day because we had he had bought bottles as well. So anyways, <clears throat> we like drink it and it's like it just tastes like cheap wine. So he's like, go grab the, the grapefruit soda. I'm like, okay. So then we basically had like mimosas and they were so good. Grapefruit mimosas. <laughs> grapefruit juice and champagne. So it was pretty good. The only like hard part when I mix like champagne with stuff, and this probably is going to make me sound like an alcoholic, but I'm like, oh, it's just not enough alcohol. <laughs> it's like, what? This is already like 12%. I'm going to put half of its juice. Yeah. I'm going to drink 12 ounces of like That's not 6% really alcohol. Efficient. I'd rather eat my calories. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Or like the what's the one cocktail like the French seventy fives where they just put like a shot of gin and like champagne. <laughs> Those are good, but I guess defeats the purpose. Yeah, but I'm also like that's a good way to get back. You just gotta throw gin and mimosas. I don't know. I never even thought of it that way. Oh my god, gin mimosas. Who was the genius that made this? Dude, Napoleon. Them. Weird. <laughs> Shout out to my man Napoleon. <laughs> Contributing to culture. There you go, dude. <laughs> An alcoholic. <clears throat> man, do you know Napoleon was a pervert? I didn't. You should have guessed that, though. I mean, what short guy is it a pervert? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, because that one cup is, like, the Mary Antoinette glass is based off her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be her, like, breast. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I read this other thing that said, like, he, uh, <laughs> he would have his soldiers, like, run her underwear out to him. What? Like, after a battle or something. He would have his soldiers what? Like, bring bring him uh, her underwear. Whose underwear? Mary Antoinette. Oh. Because, like, that's Napoleon's wife, right? Uh-huh. And, like, I guess because it's, like, the Middle East. He would tell her, he would write her letters and, like, tell her not to bathe. And <laughs> so we're talking, like, Middle Ages, like, six months. So then they would just, like, bring his, like, like after a battle or whatever, he wanted to, like, smell her underwear. That's not weird at all. <laughs> he took over France, so can't be all that bad, right? <laughs> Is that why they don't take showers? It's just, like, <laughs> he's just popping champagne and sniffing underwear, dude. Dreams do come true. What the life of boy? <laughs> what did it have his life? Oh, yeah. How did he die? Didn't he, like, have a brutal death? I don't know, man. Nobody talks about French history in America. <laughs> no, we don't really care about the French. Unless you're a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like French people are... French, French people. French guys are pretty much perverts, though. Man. French people are mean, apparently. To Americans or in general? I think mostly to Americans. Probably in general, though. Yeah. It's, really, it's really awkward, because, like... Like, I, I, since I work in a French restaurant, like, there's a few French guys there, a few, sh- like, some of them are chefs, and, like, well, my chef is French, and he's, like, it's really because he's, like, really flamboyant and, like, nice and, like, like, chatty and, like, playful, but then, like, he's also, like, a dick, because, like, if you come in at work and he, like, you tap on you're like, hey, chef, he doesn't even, like, nod his head, like, he doesn't even, like, say anything, he doesn't, like, yeah. he doesn't phase him, he's just, like, stirring the, like, he's literally, like, so focused on stir- stirring a pot, like, he's just stirring the pot, like, He's not doing anything, like, constructive in the kitchen. He's just throwing a pot, and you're like, hey, chef, and he doesn't even acknowledge you. Five minutes later, he's, like, walking around, like, you know, 
flailing his arms like hey and then he like sees someone come in like oh what's up and like super excited to see them like all right fuck me i'm just invisible then huh <laughs> and then like if you're like quiet and you're like focused he's like oh Joanna, what's wrong you're so serious and i'm like well you didn't say hi to me so obviously i'm crying but like <laughs> but like it's so weird like that and then like some of the other other friend shouts are like super like friendly but then like only like friendly with each other. I don't know. They're weird. It's like it's not it's not weird. Like I'm just working for you, dude. Like I don't get like why you have to be so hostile towards me. Do you want to do you want to talk about working at Robichon at all? We can talk about it. I guess. Um, what do you just go with it or do you? I don't know. I mean, he's like Joe Robichon's pretty good cook, I guess. Uh, I, feel I think like, it's like probably one of the more like admired places. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like, oh, it's got like that resume. like stigma with it. Yeah, I mean, like to be honest, when when I before I started, like when I, like well, before I even did, like a, like a stage, like I was debating whether or not to do it because it was like when I was working at Carbone and I was just like, I was burnt out. Like I never knew what it was to be burnt out until I worked at Carbone and I was just like, I was just like, I was just like, I don't really like care about anything anymore. I'm like, I'm just cooking. Like I'm a robot. Like you know. Yeah. Well, you're already linked two jobs, too. For I was working two jobs for a while. That was stupid. I don't know how I did it. I totally became an alcoholic. Like, I, I keep saying that I almost did, but, like, no, I was an alcoholic for a little really? bit. And then, so, anyway, um, <clears throat> so I was, like, okay, like, if I work out, like, Robotion, that'll be really cool. Like, it'll be really good for my career, blah, blah, blah. And I was also in the transitioning period of, like, moving to New York. So it was, like, I was thinking either moving to New York and work at Marea. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot you were going to do that. Yeah, that was crazy talk. And then I was like, you know, or I was going to go to Robichon and stay in Vegas. But I just, I was just like so like burnt out that I didn't, I felt like, I thought like in my own mind, if I left the city and I like had like a new change that I would be like happier, you know? I just, I wasn't really happy anymore. And I felt like if that would be the change. And then also didn't help that my grandma was like dying sick. So like that kind of made it really hard for me to decide what to do. So I didn't want to be away from her, but I really wanted to move to New York because I felt like if I moved to New York, I'd be happy. But then I didn't want to, like, leave her because then I'd be sad if I did. So that's kind of, like, yeah. didn't really help. But so I, my grandma got, like, really sick. So then I ended up deciding to stay, which was, like, I guess kind of good because not good that she was sick, but good that, she, like, like she got the way she did because it kept me from, like, moving to New York. <clears throat> and um, so I stayed. And then I was, like, all right, I guess I'll just apply at Robichon and I kind of have, like, another change, you know? And it's like, I guess it's going to be intense because in my mind I'm thinking like Robichon's like intense, the people are intense, like they're going to be like, they're going to shit on me all the time. And it's like, okay, it's whatever. Like, at least I'll learn, you know, or like. So you can be like, I have Robichon on my resume. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll, I'll be okay if I work with a bunch of shitty like French assholes. So, <laughs> so then like, I go to my stock and I'm like really quiet. And like, for the most part, everything was like pretty serious. And but and I was like a little overwhelmed by like everything that was going on because like half of the half of the half the food was like was in French so I'm like I don't know anything I'm just gonna like here let me just walk this to the pass for you you know because like I don't really know how to help but I was just like doing stuff and then like I got the job and I was like super excited but anyway <clears throat> so like my first week was like was like really really weird because I was like it was like I was like happy to be there but at the same time I didn't care if I was. You know, because I was like burnt out that I was just like, oh, yeah, definitely. I, and, and I feel like I, I feel like had I done th things differently, I would have approached my first like first few months at the first few months there like differently. But I, I, I don't know if it was a combination of just like everything that I just felt like I was just like I was I want to say I was unimpressed, but maybe like uninspired by everyone. I get that. I wasn't inspired by anyone and I wasn't like afraid of anyone and I wasn't like. <clears throat> afraid to lose my job I wasn't afraid to like do a good job I was just 
I was just like content with like doing whatever I had to do there. I feel like you sound like you're at a pretty low point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm like, whatever. Like, I mean, how hard can it be in my head? I was like, how hard can this job really be, you know, like at this point? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, just like in those kind of restaurants in general, I feel like once you like, because I even remember feeling that way, like when I went to Bazaar and I was like, oh my God, I'm finally like working yeah. on this trip. And I'm like, this is going to be so intense. And there's all this like complicated stuff. And then like, eventually you just kind of get to a point where you're like, all right, I guess we'll go do it now. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's You like just easy. figure it out. Yeah. Like it's, and then like, yeah, maybe your first couple of days you like feel like an idiot, but then now it's just like, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. And I mean, it's not to say the restaurant isn't great. Like that's not, that's just me reflecting like on my own personality and no, but I think, like, I was just trying to say, like, you know, like, this stuff's, like, really intimidating from the outside, but when you get, like... Once you're in, when yeah. When you start doing it, you're like, this actually isn't that bad. No. You just had to learn, like, a couple things and bring them together. Exactly, and that's how it was. Like, in the beginning, it was a little confusing, because, like, they have you work in the back prep. Well, I, was, I started off on fish, so, like, they have the back prep, which is, like, pretty extensive, and then, like, you do the front, which is the line, you know, like, at, during service. So they had me start in the back, and the only thing with, like, starting the back is, like, I don't know anything, so, like, I don't know what it's supposed to look like. You have me do, like, knife cuts and, like, make kits, and then, like, that's great, but, like, I don't know what the final product is, so I don't know, like, how you want your knife cuts, how big you want them, like, do they even have to be, like, perfect, or, like, wait, like, what, like, the sauces I'm making, like, how does it have to look? So it was, like, a lot of questions being asked, and <clears throat> it was a little overwhelming in the beginning, but... But then, like, like I said, like, once you, once you get, like, a flow, it's not that bad. And even, like, now it's, like, super easy for me. Like, I go in there and it's just, like, another day. Like, not that I don't respect it or anything. It's just more, like, well, I have, like, I have kind of, like, a system now. Like, I have a hang of everything. So, it's really, and then, like, like, since I've been there for, like, a year, a little over a year now, it's, like, you know, I, I kind of know, like, the personalities, like, the chefs and, like, how they can be. And, like, there's some dicks there, but... Apparently, when I started, like, most of them had left. So, like, when I started in the beginning, like, there was a few... You could feel the tension in the kitchen, but it wasn't, like, as intense as, like, people played it out to be when they were, like, back in the day. But apparently, it's because, they like, most of them left. So, when I started, like, the the, the intensity of the kitchen, like, kind of lessened. And, like, now that, like, now, since we went... Since, like, when I started, the the executive chef left, then and then the chef de cuisine became the executive chef. Since he's, like, a little more, like... He's more young and, like, playful and whatever. Like, they went through some changes and basically, like... It's not what it used to be at all. Like, it's not the intense, like, like, dick measuring, like, bunch of, like, macho man assholes, you know? And, in fact, there's a few girls in the kitchen, too. Like, when I started, there was one, two, three, four, five, six. There's, like, seven girls. Okay. Like, now there's, like, I think five of us. But, like, when I started, there were seven girls, which is, like, pretty good number, considering it's, like, a French restaurant and you think, like, they're, you know, success or whatever. But, so, like, it's... I think it helps balance the testosterone in the kitchen. Um, and, like, now it's, like, everyone's really, like, pretty young and pretty nice and easygoing. You get, like, a few intense people here and there, but it's nothing you haven't, like, experienced anywhere else, you know? Yeah. Do you want to talk about being a girl in the kitchen? Sure. I feel like, like a hot topic or just being a girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Baking cookies and cupcakes, you know? <laughs> Prepudescent. Um... <laughs> Being a girl in the kitchen. I don't like, I feel like I hate that though. Like, I don't want to hit you with like stock questions. Like, so what's it like being a woman and doing yeah. it? Yeah. Because like, I also don't like, feel like it's that different. But then I also know like there's parts of it that are. I think it depends like where and when. Yeah. I think like when I started, it was like a lot better. But also it still doesn't change the fact that like 
some 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 men have still like an us like certain perspectives of viewing things, and I feel like for the most part my career I don't really experience much my, like much of that like weird like, you know, um, undermining kind of like yeah. women thing, but I did in the, in the beginning, and then maybe in the beginning it was, I don't know if I had to do with my sex my my sex or more like my lack of experience, but I did experience it a lot when I was younger, <clears throat> when I was like young. I did experience a lot of like uh. I, get, I used to get, like, picked on a lot. I don't know, because maybe it was because I was younger, but I used to get, like, I used to get shit on, actually. Not picked on, I used to get shit on. <laughs> and, like, and I didn't really understand why, because, like, when I was younger, like, it was it was kind of cool because I, I, I worked with chefs that really, like, uh, really, I don't think they believed in me, or maybe, like, at least, like, they invested in me, because I think they saw that I was young, and, like, I was, like, you know, full of, you know, like, inspiration, yeah, totally. and, and, like, I was excited about that. They, they were, like, inspired by my excitement for, for cooking. So they really invested in me, and I think that I don't know if it was because I was a girl or because I was young, or maybe both. But like, I would see like cooks around me, and they would really like resent me for it, and like really like kind of like kind of like you know like the like the favorite kid. Like I was like the favorite kid, yeah, in a weird way, and and like I would get like sh- like shit on by the other guys, and I was like I don't know like what their deal is, but whatever. And I even got to one point where I got to this restaurant. <clears throat> I was like, this was like my this was like my second job. I was like nineteen. I was I was twenty. And um, I used to have to make... Okay, so in the beginning, I started off... It was, like, morning and night. So it was, like, the, the lunch crew and the night, the dinner crew. And I was in the lunch crew with, like... It was, like, just me and, then a, and like, I think one other girl on pastry. And the rest were all the guys. And they were, like, all older, too. Like, 25 and up, you know? And, like, they were okay with me. Like, I didn't really have problems. But, like, they didn't really respect me or my opinions. And I was, like, okay, I don't care. It's my second job. I'm still learning. So I'm just going to take it, you know? Um, and, like, they started, like, they'd always start, like, like backhanded compliments or, like, kind of give me a hard time. And then, but, like, I was always just, like, trying to do my job, trying to, like, learn. Yeah. And, and then, like, the irony of it all was, like, I got moved to nights because, like, my, my, my schedule was flexible. You know, I didn't have kids or anything. I'm like, yeah, well, I'll do it, you know. And so, like, and then I guess what happened is, like, some of the guys got, like, mad at me for that because they didn't get to go to night. And I'm like, well, it's not my fault, like the chef asked anyone that was available i don't think i was special for it they just yeah. asked me to do it and they ended up cutting off cutting the lunch crew completely like they just shut off the service so like all those guys lost their job and then like after that they were like i would hear people be like oh yeah they should have like should have fired joanna and put like this other guy in you know hmm. and i'm like like i don't care whatever like everyone just i was like I, well, I kind of felt like that was messed up but what didn't help was like the pastry chef of the kitchen like she was like oversee all the pastries she was a bitch to me, and I didn't understand why. Like, even from the first day I started, like, when we had orientation, she, like, I, she gave me this look, like, of disgust, and I'm like, I don't know what I did to you, you know? Like, we're supposed to be girl power, you know? Like, st- stick up for each other, but I don't know why she didn't, she didn't like me, and um, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what I did to her, but... So, like, I kind of... So I went to the night crew, and I ended up getting, like, stuck with, like, doing a lot of prep, and I has, I got stuck with doing family meal, too. So, like, what happened is, like, I would get like I would get like shit on because I would have to do family and they'd be like oh I want you to do this and do that and like they and I was kind of like a pushover back then because I and I used to get blamed for stuff too like like they would do something wrong and the chef would be like who did this whatever and they were like look at me or like because I was like the last one to like be like informed by it then yeah. they would be like oh it's her fault or like she did this and like I would always get like blamed for stuff and I would always get like in trouble for things that I didn't even do or I hadn't even started doing them yet and I was already in trouble for it you know and I was like this is so stupid so eventually. Only because I was told, like, you're never supposed to, like, you know, like, telling your coworkers or whatever. But at that point, I was like, dude, like, this is stupid. Like, I'm tired of, like, being picked on by all the guys. Oh, I'm being sexually harassed, too. Like, 
they'd always like kind of flirt with me but like also like talk shit to me i feel like i see that a lot and i kind of feel like like i don't know i don't know like if i wanted to go like the lines of like that's i mean it is sexual harassment for sure but like yeah i think like that's probably like the weirdest thing i've noticed that like girls have to deal with over like men in any job that's like not been in the restaurant yeah it's like dudes are like constantly hitting on you and like giving you attention in weird ways yeah but then equally like being pissed off at you right i I used to get that i hate that fucking tempo thing all right but yeah dude i definitely feel like that happens a lot to like girls and dealing with like weird dudes like that yeah even now like i feel like that never goes away like out of everything like guys are like you know the kids are more accepting to women and like respect them more but i feel like that will never go away like the part where like guys like hit on you but also like try to shit on you at the same time yeah and i don't know if it comes because like i don't know if it's like a sense of rejection that they get or something i don't know they just think it's fun to like make fun of you and then like flirt with you and then i don't know yeah i don't know either or maybe it's just like, I don't know, they're just like, <laughs> they're really in the mood for some female companionship that day, but then they still hate you at work. Because <laughs> you're better than them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely a thing. Yeah, fuck men. Yeah, they're assholes. Who needs them? Just their penises. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need them to procreate. I'll just take their sperm and, and, and take out the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe cuddles here and there, but like that's what like you know pillows are for. But too. even then, like uh, <laughs> you don't really need them. Good. Yeah. All right. Thanks for doing the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having that. Me. Fuck men. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs>